Welcome to the Mark for Greatness podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen Hayes, and along with me again is the great Dr. Billy Smith. Uh, we got a special guest on with us today, a general manager of the Cowboy Channel, executive producer of the National Finals Rodeo, uh, Texas Rodeo Cowboy Hall of Fame inductee, and uh, I think there's four or five other hats that he has as well, but that's a few to get us started. Uh, Doc, why don't you uh, introduce our next guest? So, so Jeff Metter is our next guest. Uh, Jeff and I have been friends a long time and acquaintances a long time and still trying to figure out how a guy from Oklahoma gets in the Texas Cowboy Hall of Fame. That's pretty, that's quite a deal there, my friend. Yeah, and I like to give Tough Edelman a hard time about that. You know, <laughs> Tough, Tough, usually when he talks about Okies, it starts with an expletive or ends with an expletive. And I was saying, be sure you put my plaque right next to Tufts, but uh, I think Tuff had my plaque moved to the men's room. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, it's nice because I live here now for the most part, you know, in Fort Worth, Texas. So, um, you know, I'm Texas is, even though I'm from Oklahoma, even everything that's going on with the Sooners and the Longhorns right now and bailing out on the, on the big 12, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to beat Texas. There's no, there's no other state in the union like it. Oh, man, you jumped the gun because I was going to ask you about that because I know you're an OSU fan. And, uh, man, the Okies bailed on everybody, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It's uh, I was kind of laughing. Our we, we have a brand-new athletic director and a brand-new president at Oklahoma State. And I know the president has really uh, – she's been pretty outspoken in terms of the Sooners and uh, kind of the way they've handled all that and throwing the rest of the state under the bus. But uh, we'll see how it turns out. I Yeah, it's – yeah, I, I don't know. Not, not I said something nice about Texas, and now I'll knock it. Uh, <laughs> University of Texas. I, I don't. I don't understand what the attraction is there. They're just, you know, they're they just peddling mediocrity in terms of football, and they fire their coach every every other year. But the Sooners, I kind of get. You know, the Oklahoma's they've been there and, and done a pretty good job. But you know, for the most part, I don't. I hit the wrong button here. Um, I don't understand where the, you know, where the interest is in the Horns, although they've got a a whole lot of money in, in terms of their athletic program. But uh, uh, fingers crossed we're going to wind up in a, in a good conference, Big Ten, something down that line. So that that's good, Jeff, that, um, you know, when you start talking about things like the NFR and rodeo, you know, you don't have those sorts of issues, um, loyalties with universities and things like that. Get, walk us through, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in rodeo as a broadcaster and how that whole evolution went and a little bit about how you got involved in broadcasting in general from Oklahoma, because, um, you know, um, uh, I grew up as a kid is a fascinating story. I think to all Okies, I grew up listening to Butch and Ben McCain, uh, as a child. And when they were broadcasting in Texas, in my hometown, and then they wandered into Oklahoma. So walk us through your history there. Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm in a weird group. Um, I, I decided what I was going to be when I was a junior in high school and uh, went to college day one, majored in it. And obviously, I've been out uh, 40 years now, I think, uh, out of college and, um, or high school, and I'm still doing it. Um, it was one of those things where, uh, or 30, I guess, but it was one of those deals where I, I, I love sports. I want to be a sportscaster. And a guy named Chris Lincoln came to my high school and spoke at my all sports banquet when I was a junior. And Chris at that time was the, the, the sports director at the ABC station in Tulsa. And uh, of course, Chris went on to, to do Wintercom and 
and they kind of revolutionized the equestrian side of things on ESPN, uh, from quarter horse racing to thoroughbred racing to America's Horse, and then eventually Rodeo. Uh, Chris was uh, one of the co-founders of Wintercom, and so it was great to, to be able to work with Chris. Um, I was an All-State football player, and uh, during All-State week, I was a small town. Um, uh, a guy from the Tulsa Tribune came, knocked on my door, and said he was looking for me, and just went to a story, you know, on a on a small town kid, and the whole deal was, you know, All-State game, you know, the end of, uh, the beginning of a new career in terms of broadcasting for me. And I said in that, in that article, I wanted Chris Lincoln's job at Channel 8. It was kind of odd that Chris and I wound up working together for, for more than a decade, but uh, he's a very talented broadcaster. And I kind of wound up over there because of AQHA. Um, at that time, I was a sportscaster at the NBC station in Tulsa, and they needed somebody that could do um, raining and cutting. And they knew I grew up on a ranch in southeastern Oklahoma. And I was like, I can do cutting, and I'm not sure about raining. And the first time I watched a raining run, I sat there and scratched my head for a while because I was like, I'm not sure what that's about. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do it. I can do it in my sleep now. Trust me. Um, and so I just started freelancing with Wintercom doing America's Wish. and kind of got me involved with AQHA and thoroughly enjoyed all that and loved it and did cutting and raining. And then after about a year or so, um, they had ESPN in those days was not what it is today. Um, you know, and, and it was Australian rules football. It was all kinds of stuff, but uh, they had the NFR on there and Jim Sharp was about to win a world championship and they reached the top of the hour and ESPN went to something else and that caused a huge stir. And so that was in 1990. And so the PRCA brought rodeo uh, to Wintercom. Um, they made a deal with them. And so I did started doing cutting, raining, hosting America's horse, and then uh, hosting all the rodeo stuff too. And it just kind of put me on the path that, that, that I'm still on today because uh, I love the Western lifestyle. Uh, I love the horse, um, you know, and then the rodeo athletes, in my opinion, are the toughest guys on the planet. They're the last true pure athlete, I think, maybe maybe left in, in, in the United States uh, where if they don't earn it, they don't get it. And if they're hurt, they still get in a truck and drive eight hours or whatever and, and uh, rub some dirt on it and do it all over again. So. I really had a great appreciation for that. And um, so it's, it's, it's fun to be at, at, at the Cowboy Channel because it's a chance for me to really put all the pieces of my past back together because it's way more than rodeo. I mean, it's what you guys are doing. Um, it's cutting, raining, it's raining cow horse. It's Western lifestyle. It's, it's everything down that line. And that's, that's what the network will, will wind up being. And, and that's the path we're on. Jeff, can you t- talk to us a little bit about how, you know, the evolution of uh, rodeo to the Cowboy Channel and the NFR and the incredible fan base, the NFR. What is the allure when you look at the data and statistics and you and you see that rural America is getting smaller and smaller?
seems to be gathering ahead of steam. What's the allure of the um, uh, uh, rodeo events with that sort of lay audience out there that really has had no real contact with uh, livestock uh, uh, growing up? You know, I, there's a lot of things I think at play right now, which is kind of nice. Uh, part of it's Taylor Sheridan, um, Yellowstone. Um, my sister, my older sister, uh, she also grew up on the ranch, but she didn't really partake. Um, you know, she got watching The Last Cowboy and she didn't know which in the hay goes in and the poop comes out. But I'm telling you, she was, she was, she watched Yellowstone right on into The Last Cowboy and thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was just, you know, just, just all about raining and, and learning about everything down that line. So, uh, it's, it's kind of that we, you know, you know, both throughout what the, the time that you and I've been in it, um, we've seen urban cowboy, we've seen eight seconds, you know, and I think that the, the latest is obviously Yellowstone, um, which is going to do so much and we all need to jump on and, and ride that wave as long as we can, as we can ride it. Um, part of it, I think could be the, the whole woke thing and everything that's going on down that line. You know, it's, it's, it's still a, a sport where, you know, people take their hat off and they say a prayer and they honor the flag and Americana and America is still such a huge part of it. And uh, I think a, a lot of times now you even see Olympic athletes turning their back on the flag and doing some different things. And I think it's refreshing if you're if you're from the country or or you're, you know, have conservative values or, you know, you still believe that, you know, this is the greatest place in the world to live. It's nice to see a sporting event where those values are, are honored and uh you know, and still valued greatly as it is in rodeo and, and really everywhere in that Western lifestyle. I'm looking at Steven and he's kind of baffled. He, he can't figure out what the urban cowboy was. So he's. Oh, I know what urban cowboy was. <laughs> <clears throat> he's the guy that rode the mechanical bull. Miss Sissy's in it. I've watched that movie several times. If it's cowboy, I've watched it. it <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. call that cowboy. Well, what it says yeah, cowboy yeah. in the name. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but it gave it gave the industry a boost. It that's did for sure. It did absolutely. It did. Uh-huh. I mean, when it gets back into your time, Doc, where it's black and white, I probably may not have seen those. But everything else, I th- I'm in. I come to work every day, and that's the kind of crap I get, Jeff. I mean, that's no respect for their elders. Absolutely no. insane. Yeah, they have no idea. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Jeff, talk a little bit about uh, Cowboy Channels move to the stockyards, and you know we. We saw the move to the stockyards for APHA has been real, very important for us. But as I presume the same would be true for Cowboy Channel, but maybe for different reasons. So uh, talk a little bit about that for us. Well, I, I, if you spend any time with Patrick Gotch, um, the man, he's a visionary. And sometimes, and I, I could ask him about it, you know, I think, I think he thought the stockyard was going to be amazing. But I think this is even exceeding what, what he had expected uh, when he made the deal to, to bring the Cowboy Channel here. They changed Family Net, which was a second network that he had to, to the Cowboy Channel, and they made a deal to bring the, the headquarters uh, to the stockyards in Fort Worth. And you've been in the studio. I mean, it's, it's an incredible studio that they built there and so much fun. It's, it's great to do TV there. Uh, it gives me so many options on so many things that we can do. But this is, you know, and, and maybe... You know, the questions for you, Doc, down that line, too, has it exceeded what you thought it was going to be? Because this is going to be the real Rodeo Drive. It is the cowboy capital of the world, and it is just gaining steam. You know, Jeff, I, 
I always felt like what was happening at the stockyards was going to be pretty special. That's for sure. I, I, no one ever really had to sell that to me, but yeah, I don't think anybody really had a clear vision of what it was going to turn out to be. I even tell people who have been here many times in the past, if you haven't been here in the last six months, you really have not seen, you really don't know the stockyards. And uh, I think that's just kind of the beginning of it. I think this is going to be the epicenter of a lot of things. And uh, I just think it's a really, it's an incredible venture. And uh, we just have, have just found a home here where we can, where we can find, uh, it's just some promotions, some activities in our relationship with you all that we would never be able to do in any other kind of setting. So I also just appreciate the fact that you guys have been willing to to work with us and help us uh, move along and broadcast uh, many of our events and activities. It's been, it's been a lot of fun getting to know the, the core group at uh, Cowboy Channel. Yeah, I think with where you guys are um, with, with your office, which is the, one of the nicest offices on the absolute planet, easily the nicest in the, in the stockyards. Um, but to be right here at the eye of the hurricane, you have to be giggling at the other associations that will that will remain nameless that might be in say Amarillo or Oklahoma city or somewhere else, because you guys are, you guys are, it, it's, it's, it's amazing what's going on here. Um, I, and I have friends. I have to be so jealous that, that you guys are right here, you know, right in the heart of it. You're going to get me in trouble, man. I can already tell you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> But it's at an incredible place, and we're glad to be here uh, for sure. Um, you know, um, back to your Oklahoma roots. Uh, you know, we have a we have an employee, Dave Dellen, who lives in Oklahoma. So it's it's great fun to make fun of uh, people from Oklahoma uh, if you're from Texas. But uh, you know, there's a lot of kinship there, and Oklahoma is a great uh, great cowboy state, and uh, we found. Uh, we have a lot of members there, so we're glad to be a part of, uh, you know, even though we get to make fun of uh, Okies from time to time. Yeah, we keep waiting for Texas to secede so we can just all move and go with you, you know, <laughs> yeah, down that line, just so we can all be our own little country. For the well, what would part. we call ourselves? Let's see if we just. <laughs> you can just call it Texas. You can just call it Texas. I'm good with that. <laughs> Just annex us. That's that we're good with that. Okay. Well, we could probably do that. Probably yeah. make that happen for sure. Yep. Great. <laughs> so, Jeff, I've got a question about you know RFD TV is still going, obviously too. Um, you know, I I don't know how much involvement you have with RFD TV. I know most of your involvement's on the Cowboy Channel side, but what do you see? You know, as the future of these two, you know, initially it was it was kind of overlapping, right? The content was similar and. Um, they were overlapping a lot of that content, but what do you see as we, as you progress forward? Uh, I would assume that those two channels, you know, yes, they'll still be the Western lifestyle in some form, but they'll, they'll kind of get their own identity more or less. I would assume. Um, what do you see those two paths being? RFTTV, I think for the most part, their focus is more on the agriculture side, um, the farming side of it. Um, you know, if you look at Patrick's background, um, that's pretty much how he grew up farming in Nebraska. You know, and things down that line. So um, that side of rural America uh, is is very near and dear to his heart, and that that will remain the main focus, I think, of RFT TV, where the Cowboy Channel, you know, rodeos the backbone and and Western lifestyle and things down that line, and we'll continue to build on that. Um, I'm hoping to get some some music series done on the Cowboy Channel that will 
will have a little bit of overlap, but even then the music, I think what, what plays well on, on our RFD is not exactly what I'm going to be chasing on the Cowboy channel. I'm, I'm more after that, you know, that college to 30 group, you know, that's, that's, that, that likes uh, that, the, the red dirt or the Texas side of it. And, and he may be more, you know, um, down the line of, of uh, the Alabama or, you know, the Statler brothers or something down that line, you know, for, for RFD TV. Well, my grandmother watches that Molly B. Polka party every dang day. Yeah. It's got a huge audience, actually. Absolutely giant. Yeah. And Patrick's mentioned to me, hey, do do some do some clogging stuff. You know, and I was like, maybe for RFD, but not for the cow watching. So. Yeah. Right. What what do you see as the biggest um biggest struggle as you begin to develop content for Cowboy Channel, uh, whether that be rodeo or just Western lifestyle, but what do you see as the biggest struggle moving forward for Cowboy Channel? Sales always, you know, is the the tide that, that raises up all the boats, um, you know, and sales has got to be the, you know, the strongest part of it. And I, you're starting to see now Justin Boots. We have the Justin Boots Studios and the endemics that have been so strong, I think, with with rodeo and, and that side of the industry. Um, they're starting to see the benefit of what the Cowboy Channel is doing. Uh, you know, Justin will tell you that, uh, you know, they're, they were blown away by the response that they got uh, once they started advertising and became a partner on the Cowboy Channel. Um, over the NFR, we did 10 hours live every day, um, over 10 days. Now that started with Flint Rasmussen's show to our tailgate show to Western Sports Roundup to the pre-show to the rodeo, the post-show and the buckle ceremonies. But it was 10 hours live every day. We had 55 million viewers um, over that 10-day stretch combined with RFD and, and the Cowboy Channel. And uh, you know we were doubling and tripling what CBS Sports Network was doing just on the rodeo performances alone. So uh, the sponsors just need to become as as loyal as the viewers are. Um, I've kind of laughed about the NFR and said I could put it on Nickelodeon, you know, and the, the audience would still be there because they're going to come find it. And now, which I never even dreamed in my lifetime over my career, you have a network that's just pretty much dedicated to it, you know. So it's it's a network for us and and by us and. We just need the sponsors to become as passionate and as loyal as, as the viewers are. Right. Would you, would you say that uh, doing the deal with PRCA took Cowboy Channel to the next level? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, it was a game changer for the Cowboy Channel. It was instant identity and, and audience. And, and Patrick's one of those guys that puts his money where his mouth is not afraid to gamble, you know, and, and, and make a deal with the PRCA and, and stick his neck out there. And yeah, and it's going to obviously reap big benefits for him, but yeah, game changer for the Cowboy channel. Uh, very much so um, it, to, to be able to say you're the official, you know, media partner of the PRCA. And uh, I, I look at a lot of apps, you know, and over the top stuff and, and things down that line. And what the PRCA had that um, say other similar type sporting associations didn't have is you had all these rodeos that really never saw the light of day. So it's not like you were, you know, if you look at the PBR and what they have, they have an app, but they do have such a strong presence on CBS sports network. And, and those, they televised so much of it. It wasn't like, Hey, there's, there's, you know, 20 built for tough, you know, events that aren't being televised, you know, on the PBR, that's not the case where when you look at rodeo, you know, you have out of the top 50 rodeos, and you still had 40 some rodeos that were, were were not being televised. So the potential there was absolutely giant. 
uh, we're in the middle of 100 rodeos in 100 days, you know, and I think the last count I did was, you know, we were, you know, we'd done 50 some rodeos and, and, and 200 performances in about less than 40 days, you know, so it's, it's a lot of, and that includes our app, but there's so much content there down that line. And um, yeah, um, I, I think, I think it's exceeded what he thought it would be, but uh, identity for the Cowboy Channel and really a stepping stone to what it can be. Yeah. With, with going through the first year of the NFR, <clears throat> producing the whole thing, um, obviously there were some challenges with moving and everything else that had to take place. Um, but would, how would you describe the experience on, as a production side? You know, you, on our side, we hear all the stuff on the, as the viewer, right? But on the back side, um, how would you describe that production and um, the amount of work it took and, you know, what the end product was? It, obviously, I think it's successful, but what is your view on that? I, I went to um, game two of the NLCS and Globe Life, I think, with Patrick and some people uh, in October. And I, I sat there, the, the roof was open. Um, I got a little nauseous, to be honest with you. I'm sitting there looking at that thinking, we're going to have to come in here and set this thing up and and do 10 nights of television in here. And Thomas and Mac is one thing in, in Las Vegas because we're, we, you know, the guys that I have are, you know, the, the core of the people that I that do television with me, they are seasoned veterans. They're doing Sunday night football on NBC. They're doing, you know, the national championship game in college football, pick it up. They're the Olympics, everything down that line. So I have a really talented group of people that are love, love rodeo and love the NFR and look forward to doing it every year. Um, so I, I, having those guys in my back pocket, you know, you know kind of helped me a lot, but once we kind of got into it, they loved it. They loved the, the challenge of doing it someplace that it hasn't been done before. Um, they loved the size of the building. Um, it was, it was so nice. I kept telling the globe life people, you know, we're going to knock the new car smell off your, your stadium here for you. <laughs> Just give us about 10 days. Um, but, um, it, it was a challenge, uh, but it was such a pretty background and it was, it was one of those things where you just don't screw it up. Just stay out of the way. Don't, you know, just don't screw it up because it's so pretty. It's set up so nice. It's lit so well. Uh, we had two sky cams, thanks to Patrick, which, you know, helped out dramatically. And it was just my, I think our attitude was just stay out of the way, let it unfold and just tell the story. Right. We, me and Billy talk about it a lot with bringing outside people that don't really have an experience with Western lifestyle and ro or rodeo or any of the events uh, you, we talk about here, but um, I'm sure that I know you have a core group, but there's probably people, at least on the camera crew that bring in that may not have as much of experience with the Western sports and Western lifestyle. Um, how difficult is it to train those people to understand, you know, shot placement, where to put the cameras, things like that? Well, it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard in, in a lot of ways, you know, even if you if you say I want to add to my talent pool in terms of who my hosts and sideline reporters are, you can find some people that know television. You can find some people that know, you know, the, the Western lifestyle. It's hard to find that person that knows both. So if you can find those, you kind of you kind of latch on to them. Uh, but, you know, it's it's uh, there, there's so many things at stake. I think when you get into it from from animal rights side of how you approach some things and and how you do some things, but um, it's NFR wise. I try to I try to keep a really seasoned crew there, um, and and to do that, you got to travel some people. Adds to your budget a little bit, but um, great camera people. Um, 
they, they, they pick it up quick. Um, they, they're they're kind of like um, Rodney Carrington, my buddy, was in Nashville and he'd written a song and, and Rodney doesn't read music, so he doesn't write music. So I was like, how do you, how'd you get that? How'd you do it? He said, well, I played it. They all sat around and we had the studio musicians. He said, I played it for him. And a guy took some notes and he just kind of passed paper out. And I said, do you want to, you guys need to hear it again? They're like, no. And he said, they were just bam. You know, they played it perfectly after just hearing it once. Those really good camera people and TV people, they're similar to that. I mean, they can kind of see it once and they grasp it and, and they get on with it, you know, and, and they do it well. Right. Yeah, I, I noticed y'all actually just got a new um, Western Sports, or I don't know if she's she's dedicated to Western Sports Roundup, but she's I don't remember her name, but she did get a new TV host, I guess. Katie Lucas, yeah, her her dad, her brother right now is is a tie down roper. Uh, he was at the Calgary Stampede. Her dad was was a roper, but uh, very talented Canadian um, television from producing. She's been producing with us yeah. for a while, and, and then uh, now we've kind of moved it back over and letting her do more on camera type stuff and Katie's super talented. That's talk about versatile. Jamie and Christmas. She she can produce, she can host, uh, she can go be a sideline reporter. Uh, I'd like to clone her. I'd like to have four or five more <laughs> just like her. Yeah. She uh we she worked with us a lot during our world show. Her and uh Carly and Ben, uh, all your Western Sports Roundup producers uh worked with us quite a bit during our world show getting talent lined up and um things for uh Western sports and and just again thank you for allowing us to do that and send some people over. Uh, during Western sports, the the feedback we got from that was uh, bar none. So we appreciate uh, the opportunity. Oh yeah, I love it, and just look forward to doing even more with you guys. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. So tell tell us a little bit more about how you see your your career continuing to fold. What do you What do you really want to do down the road? What kind of wish list do you have for Cowboy Channel and uh, uh, just some things like that? Well, I, I think, you know, for me, it, it's, it's, it's a big tent. You know, the, the Western lifestyle is a really big tent. And we got to have something for everybody. Um, you know, whether, whether you love the paint horse side of things or you love red dirt music or you like cowboy cooking. Um, and I like all those things for the most part. Um, I, I would love to see it where, you know, we have key rodeos in prime time. We do a lot of, you know, a lot of live rodeo, but we just do so much more, you know, uh, from all aspects of what you guys are doing, cutting, raining, rain, cow, horse, uh, the cooking, the music. Um, I, I really want to get into um, a lot of original programming. There's so many 30 for 30 type stories that need to be told in the cowboy world that I think are just as compelling as what you see on ESPN. Um, I'd, I'd like to see us expand what we're doing reality wise. Um, we would, we, I have one event that I would really like to do, which, which is similar to the ESPYs, but just in the cowboy world that I think really needs to be done that in, involves everybody. Um, I have a list as long as my arm that I, that I would really like to, to start getting put on the cowboy channel. You know, we just need uh, the sales and that commitment and, and uh, keep putting the pieces in place. And, um, you know, we, when you're kind of in that, you, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. You're kind of in it. You don't really notice the progress, but then you reflect back on the last three months or six months or year. You're like, yeah, we're, 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 we're taking those steps in the right direction. We're getting things done. Our audience is growing. Everything that we're trying to, everything we're trying to, to institute is, is getting done slowly, 
slower than we want it to be, you know, for the most part, but uh, it's, it's getting done. Right. What, what's the plans? Um, obviously there's lots of plans for content and different original programming, but what do you see as the future for the studio itself? I know you do Western sports roundup in there, but obviously that's a, the studio is a, in my mind would be a low cost uh, opportunity. I know you produce most of the rodeos and things they all feed into there, um, but the studio itself, uh, you know, what do you, what do you kind of see for that? Obviously it's right here in the stockyard. So just curious. More, just more, you know, um, what we really want to, you guys do a great job with your cowgirl gathering. Uh, we want to do more programming on the female side of it, whether it's more of a noon show, you know, that has more fashion and, and cooking and, and things down that line, whether it's one or, or two hours down that line. Um, that's one of the things that we want to do out of there. I would like to get where, you know, and I don't know that if I'm the right guy to host it or not, but I would like to get into more of the, the commentary type shows that you see on like ESPN. We have three or four opinionated people from different sections of the industry that come together and talk about what's going on, what they agree with, what they what they disagree with. Uh, and some of that may be rodeo oriented, you know, with different hosts. And some of it may be more down the performance horse side of it, where we have, you know, and Bob Avila just picking it, you know, down that line where we have guys that really focus Todd Crawford on that side of the industry and, and talk about what, what they love, what they hate about it, you know, who's making noise, who's not. Um, you know, and, and have more opinion down that line that we have on in the afternoons. Right. You could do like a cowgirl QVC with, and Dr. Billy could be your host here. Yeah, I'm exactly. volunteering for it right that now. That would work out fantastically, exactly. wouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about sales. I'm not yeah. sure that would, there'd be a lot That's of selling sales. going on. <laughs> I'd feel like it'd be fun watching you sell this uh, turquoise necklace. You know, just. Oh, I could do that. I could completely do that. It wouldn't be a problem. Let's put, put them on commission. Yeah, I feel all about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I got some motivation. Absolutely. That would not be an issue. You guys have no idea who you're dealing with here so yeah that could happen mm -hmm. <laughs> how's the uh how's the logistics for this 100 days 100 rodeos uh what's that like because that has to be a huge undertaking from what i mean like you were talking about before that's really never been done before to the magnitude that you're doing it so i'm sure you had to rig up a lot of new people a lot of things in a quick amount of time so what's that process been look look like for you and your team yeah, I think the biggest part of it is <clears throat> looking over the calendar and planning it out and figuring out, you know, unfortunately, um, it's not like the NFL where, you know, hey, it's July 4th weekend. So let's start this rodeo at noon and this rodeo at three and this rodeo at six and this rodeo at nine. It's like a lot of that, in, you know, over July 4th was West Coast, it was Pacific time zone and, and stacked on top of each other. So it kind of forces us in a lot of ways to pick which rodeo we're going to do live, you know, and then had to stagger the other ones because we have the ability to capture whether it's, you know, Belfoo, South Dakota or Colorado Springs, you know, and go ahead and stack our primetime lineup. It would be, it'd be fun in the future. And we're kind of talking to PRCA about now as we, as we get into those stretches where we're going to do something like a hundred rodeos in a hundred days that we can work with those committees in advance and maybe stagger some start times so we can get even more live on there. But I think as a rodeo fan, uh, I was in the studio 10 hours. Uh, on July 4th, um, I wound up with, uh, I had Steve Kenyon on location somewhere and Justin McKee was gone. So um, I was the, I was the gopher in the studio for, for 10 hours. I think by the end, I saw the Easter Bunny hop across there. But I think we had four, four rodeo performances, you know, 
through that stretch right there. And, and uh, there's a lot of rodeo and a lot of fun, but that's probably, you know, as you get into those logistics, just trying to match up start times and figure out how you're going to move rodeos around that are, you know, that we're going to go ahead and record and, and play back and, and just figure out how to get them all stacked in the right order to, to get them on the air has been probably the toughest part of that. Right. What's your favorite part? Is it producing or is it hosting? Uh, I, I love, um, I, the NFR obviously is, is my favorite thing to host on the planet. Um, I mean, uh, hosting, um, I know a lot of people that love to be on TV. If I was never on television again, it wouldn't phase me much, you know, down that line. I've kind of, I've kind of, I kind of like the vision side of it. Um, I like, I like, uh, the creative side of it. I like taking something that's kind of a, an idea and, and, and making it a reality in terms of a television show. That's probably the, the greatest passion that I have. Um, I have two or three reality projects right now and, and a couple documentaries that I'm dying to get done. I, I enjoy that side of it. But I think for me, I, 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 if you take hosting the NFR out of it, it's definitely uh, just trying to, to build the brand of the network, uh, come up with something creative, something new. And I want to get to the point where we're doing things kind of like 30 for 30 that that uh, everybody in the industry industry is talking about because it's taken it to the next level. Yeah. Would you, um, uh, when you're thinking about what you just said, as far as being on TV ever again, how often uh, do you get someone saying, Jeff, I, I think I need to be on TV. I really think you should put me on TV. <laughs> uh, quite, you know, pretty often. You know, <laughs> it, it's a lot of people down that line. It's funny because, um, we ran a deal, you know, hey, do you want to be involved with the Cowboy Channel? We ran an ad. And, and a lot of people sent, you know, sent, sent me an email saying, hey, I want to be a host. Or I want to do this. And, and I would say, hey, you know, do you have a tape? Do you have experience? You got a link like, so I can see you on camera? And they, well, I haven't done that before, but I think I'm going to be really good at it. And they may be. You know, there, there, there are people that are naturals. Um, I would love to add to our staff here in terms of uh, on the on the male and female side of it, you know, where, that can host. and be versatile and do a whole lot of things. But uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, usually somebody that's been a rodeo queen, maybe, you know, um, I, I've had a lot of Miss Rodeo Americas come my way and say, Hey, we want to be on television. And some have worked out, worked out. Some of them haven't. Um, but I, I, my company also produces a reality show called Rodeo Queens, which is the, about the, the Miss Rodeo America pageant in Las Vegas, which is just spectacular. And I have uh, the utmost respect for now seeing the behind the scenes how talented, how driven, how empowered, and uh, how independent these rodeo queens are. So I probably need to stop and give them a little more, more of a chance to, to be on the Cowboy Channel. Yeah. <laughs> well, thinking of, thinking of that, then, you know, we'll have the listeners that may not, you know, particularly be in rodeo and uh, or rodeo queen or whatever it may be, but what when you're looking for a new host, me and y'all are kind of on the hunt all the time for one, uh, what do you look for, male or female? What are the, you know, maybe the top five traits that you're looking for, whether they've done it or not, um, but five, five traits that you might come to mind? Well, you have to be, you have to be pretty determined, I think, and, and willing to work long hours. Um, the, way we, the way we go right now, you know, whether Janie Johnson or, or Amy Cameron or whoever on the road, um, those are long days um, in the studio. We spend 10 hours in the studio, it's long days. You got to be dedicated. Um, industry knowledge is huge. Um, probably industry knowledge is is probably tops the list for me. 
Um, I'm not I'm not interested in taking anybody that's just totally green in terms of the cowboy world and trying to teach them the ins and outs because uh, it's not something you learn overnight. You know, you you got to live it, you got to love it, you've got to been doing it been doing it for a while. You know, to to really grasp it. Um, industry knowledge is up there. Determination, work ethic. Um, I with Geronimo before I came here. I mean, just to just to pretty much spell it out. Uh, I pretty much had a no turd policy. I don't care how 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 talented you were. If you're a pain in my butt, if if you had an ego, if if you made things difficult, you weren't working with us very long. I'm I'm more into family. You know, uh, the guys that that uh, I worked with for a long time, they're like family. You know, and and that's what I'm after. I want somebody that'll come in and you know link arms with you and, and move forward. But uh, if you're egotistical, if I got to cater to you, if you and and believe me, with the on camera people that I deal with, you would think because that's what I've done my whole career that I would have a soft spot there. I do not have a soft spot there. I have a lot of no patience. Um, but uh, you know, I, I'm looking. Family is a is a big part of it too. Somebody that can come in and be be a part of it, and and you enjoy being around them, and they they bring a lot to the to the project. Right. Yeah. Can you say that word on your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone's going to know what it means, but uh, <laughs> we've been called a lot worse. So yeah, yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you looking forward? We'll we'll kind of start to wrap it up here. I do have some other final questions, but they'll be fast. But what are you looking forward to winding down the year of 2021? Obviously, you got the NFR coming up. Um, but what, what's your, what's your, what's on the horizon? What are you looking forward to the most in finishing out 2021 this year? Well, we're, we're putting the finishing touches on our first small television truck. Um, as we kind of get into starting to take over more of our own, our own production. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to, to get that on the road and, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll use that this fall at Cowtown Coliseum because you guys have some things there, um, we're going to take it on the road to Salinas, California, and some, some other places for some rodeos, and um, getting that thing um, up and running, and, and getting to that move in the direction that we needed to go. Um, I think for the Cowboy Channel to really start to excel is when we start taking over more and more of our production. We start controlling the, the production quality that we're putting out there. Uh, the way we do it right now, we take a lot of arena feeds from from rodeos and and. Um, we take a beating for how it looks sometimes, even though it's not us doing it. But um, that's that's way up there. Going back to the NFR in Las Vegas will will be fun um, down that line. Um, we have some stuff that uh, uh, will come out. I think this fall we'll continue with our ladies' night. Um, I have a show called Bullseye that that's kind of like Faraday on the Golf Channel. Um, we'll have uh, a new season of that coming out, uh, and we'll launch that on the Cowboy Channel. Those are some things down that line, and. Hopefully, I'm gonna get a music show or two done before the end of the year. So, hopefully, we'll we'll have a chance to sell some. We we have almost 400 seats over there in that studio, you know. And so, if I, you know, I'm talking to Lyle Lovett, Lyle wants to host it. I just want him to come in and do one. You know, he I stole the idea from Lyle, so it's only fitting that he would come in and 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 be a part of it. Um, but hopefully, we'll be able to sell some seats and start creating some some music uh, shows out of there that uh, that are head turners and. We'll make it worthwhile for you guys to come over and be a part of the studio audience. So is, are you going to be Faraday? Well, I'll send you a couple links. Yeah, it's I'm not as funny as David Faraday. <laughs> but, it, you know, Bullseye is 
I did season one on CBS Sports Network. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, Tuff Edeman, uh, Trevor Brazil, uh, Casey Field. Um, I we we did the and to be honest with you, I did Butch Knowles um, because Butch and I had done the NFR together for like 28 years. And really, we did it in 2019, and we we didn't know what the future was. I really felt like that was probably my last uh, my last NFR. Um, and so, but I'll send you those links, and it's more personal. I, I you look at David Faraday and what he does in the golf world. He played golf with those guys. He's covered those guys. He has those relationships. So I was like, that's really no different than me, you know. So um, it's it's fun. It's just more personal to go sit and talk to Trevor Brazil. Gives me a roping lesson, and I can't I cannot rope this my computer monitor right here, you know. I mean, for the most part. But um, but I'll I'll send you some links so you can see them. Um, but there's some serious. There's some funny. Um, but uh, I'm excited to get get into season two. I've been helping Steven out with his roping a little bit. He's he struggles a lot, so sometimes we go out in front of the building. I give him a little lesson or two. It's, yeah, I see that. It's and embarrassing. Actually, this weekend, my wife was like, "Hey, why don't you show us some of those Trevor Brazil skills you have?" As we were walking by your place this weekend, and I was like, "I would not even begin to embarrass myself, you know, out here in the stockyards." We had done that before the 2019 NFR, and then it aired like during that week and we were at the Cowboy Christmas and Trevor was there and I've been telling my wife, I'm going to get one of those roping dummies that rolls so I can kick it out there and then rope it. And she mentioned that to Trevor and he said, yeah, I, I don't think he's quite ready for that yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he wasn't kidding. <laughs> I tell you something funny here. You'll be, you'll be watching a roping dummy and you'll see some guy show up or a girl show up in shorts and, and just look like beach bums pick up a rope and boom, just start banging away at it and be really good. So you, one of the things that's interesting here at the start, you don't know who you're looking at. You don't know who those exactly. people are. They may be pretty talented. They may be super cowboy, but you, you don't, you won't know until somebody picks up a rope that happened to us this weekend. I see this bodybuilder guy walking by in his tank top and he picks up a rope. Looks like he's been doing it every day of his life. Probably has been, but you don't, you just don't expect to see that all the times. It's fascinating here, but anytime you want to come by, I'll give you and Steven a lesson. He's, he's, he struggles a little bit. So mm -hmm. I've had to help him out. Yeah. So. On the flip side of that for, you know, not knowing the nice thing is, is Billy can be out there roping and it doesn't matter. If someone can walk up and just think he is Trevor Brazil. <laughs> it happens all the time. <laughs> Let me tell you, when it comes to roping, I'm all hat and no cattle. So <laughs> I can tell you that right now. But and it, I was telling, we didn't rope cattle. We, my, my grandpa was just like, get on the horse, bring them in here. Let's get them doctored, whatever, and get them out. And that's all I had time for. So I blame my grandfather. <laughs> Mine's favorite line was, you can rope anything you can get the rope off of. <laughs> So you can just go out there and rope bulls all day because if you can get the rope off of them and get it, get the rope back, then he didn't want you, didn't want you taking a shot at it. So, so I never did get very accomplished, but every now and then I have to sharpen Steven up. Yeah, that's, that's uh, I'll come down. incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime you want to do a show where an old guy like me beats up on a millennial, just let me know. I'm happy to do. Oh, just, I'm 100 uh, we'll on that Steven game. Along. We'll bring Stephen along, and actually, the both of us could just beat up on him. It'd be it'd be awesome. It'd be, I think it'd we be got great. a concept there. Yeah, 
I, like I just it. feel like y'all get offended. You know, that's the hard part. Is as I as I swing back, I I have to uh, say I I'm sorry and apologize, and I just don't know how fun that would be on my end. Let me tell you, when you get old, you get thick skinned. So I'm sorry, Mr. Millennial, thin skinned <laughs> snowflake there. <laughs> I don't take losing very well. I can say that. So I'll be competitive. There you go. Well, well as we wind down here, I, I do have a we're just rapid fire questions for you, Jeff, and, and just answer as quick as you can. And, and um, I just let people kind of get to know who you are and, and some of your thought processes as I go through these. But they're just fun, lighthearted questions. Uh, so I'll roll through them. And then uh, let Doc, if he's got any to come to mind as we after we get through, and then we'll wrap it up. So first first question, favorite rodeo at all of them, not in a, excluding NFR? Calgary. What event would you compete in if you were in a rodeo? Or Western Saddle lifestyle? Bronc. Saddle Bronc? Saddle, Saddle Bronc, Ryan, just because I've been tainted by Butch Knowles for all these years. <laughs> there you go. All right, favorite place to eat when you're in Vegas? Ooh, uh, man, that's a that's a good question. Um, probably now it's Cleaver. It's where Roots Chris used to be right there, not too far from, mm-hmm. from Thomas and Mack Center. It's open till four in the morning and after midnight, all steaks are, are half price. Oh, that's a good tip. Nice. You know. Uh, favorite place to eat in the stockyards? Uh, I would probably go with Provinger Hall. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Favorite sideline reporter? Uh, favorite sideline <laughs> reporter. Ooh. Um, Man, that's a that's a really that's a that's a really good one. I, I probably will. I probably have to go out of the out of the uh, out of the industry for that one, um, just because um, it's safer. God, that's, it's way safer. It's way safer. <laughs> I, but I, you know, I mean, I just say Phyllis George, you'll be okay. You know, that's that's <laughs> that's a tough one. That's I gave a really you an out. I gave you an easy out right there. Easy uh, out. Phyllis George. I like <laughs> George. <laughs> All right. That's it. Right. You know what? That's a great North Texas graduate right there, Phyllis George. Stephen, sure. he doesn't have a clue. He has no idea. So you no, know, that's the that's the golden days of CBS and mm-hmm. the NFL. Yeah. If you were going to produce another event besides rodeo, what sport would it be? Who, um, you probably golf, you know, I, I, I really enjoy the golf side of it. Golf's a little tougher. That's a, that's a bigger budget. Um, but yeah, if outside of Western lifestyle, golf is definitely my passion. You got to go with what you know, got to write, you got to write what you know. So. Right. Uh, at all the shows you host, uh, which the, what's the hardest one to, to host? You know, my knock on, I, I'm not, cause I tell you, I'm, I'm tough on talent. I'm, I'm down on me as a, as a host because I do so many other things. And to be a great host, you really have to do your homework. You got to show up prepared. Um, I'm, I really enjoy doing um, Western Sports Roundup. Um, I think it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, I've done a little bit of everything from MotoGP racing in, in Europe um, all the way to thoroughbred racing and to rodeo. Um, I enjoy football. Um, I've only done football a few times down that line, but um, I – I, if I had to try to go another route, I probably would have probably uh, pursued more live football kind of things. But um, uh, yeah, it's hosting is yeah, you just got to show up prepared. I'm never nervous if I know if I know if I'm prepared, you know. But I, I find myself I got busy, got sidetracked, and then you know wind up. Hmm, I should have been 
put a little more time into this. Uh, but uh, that never happens with the NFR. I'm always always ready for that one. Right. Right. Okay. Last question here, and then I'll see if Doc has any. But have you ever cussed on uh, on live TV and had it been bleeped out? I have not. I have not. You know, I'll I'll tell you. I don't think Ty would care if I I told this story. But in the '90s, when Ty Murray was hurt, Ty would do. He would fill in. You know, when we went at the NFR, he'd be a, one of our analysts. And so we were sitting there. We weren't on the air yet. You know, and Ty. Anytime I put a microphone on, I'm buttoned down. I don't care if I don't care what I. I always assume it's live. So I, I. He. We were just talking about something, and he made a comment, and I was like, "Cool." It's like, hey, when I put that microphone on, I don't say anything that I wouldn't say to my mother. And Ty was like, well, you probably have to narrow that down a little more for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I'm, I'm, fortunately, I've not, I've not had to be brief. All right, Doc, you got any? So you can watch one NFR event the rest of your life. You can't watch any others. Which event would you watch? Well, if I if I cheat, if it's in the '90s, I probably won't watch Tie Down Roping just so I can watch Cody and Fred battle again. But again, I am so you know I've spent so much time with Butch Knowles um, that you know I just kind of I, I I think bull riding is is violent, you know, and the buck offs are violent. But there's something about an amazing buck off in saddle bronc riding. When the eliminators are out in saddle bronc riding, I I am so excited. I know the Bronc riders are not excited, uh, but I think uh, just hanging out with Butch, I have such a, uh, I love all the events, but uh, his passion for saddle Bronc riding has definitely worn off on me all these years. So definitely would be Bronc riding. Great. Well, let me just from our standpoint, let me thank you for uh, being such a friend here in the stockyards, the APHA. Uh, it's great to be. It's it's actually a real thrill for me to just bump into you from time to time. So uh, uh, great to be neighbors, and thank you for all of the uh, good work you've done for us. And uh, hopefully, we can uh, pay you back someday. But well, I told you, I think you're on the show the other day on Western Sports Roundup with me. I, I I have so much respect for you because you're just a great thinker. You're outside the box, and and uh, you know you you you're not afraid to try new things. Um, you get a lot of courage. Um, you're one of my favorite people in the industry. So I'm always excited to see you and I'll buy you lunch anytime. And anytime I can help, all you got to do is, all you got to do is call. You hear that, Steven? Did you hear that? I, I tuned it out when he started giving compliments. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to hear Jeff. about it for the next three weeks. So Thanks, like, Jeff. Oh, hey. uh, it's going to be from now, it's going to be Jeff said. So that was what Jeff said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on and visiting with us and giving us a little inside look at what you and the Cowboy Channel do. And, and like Billy said, we do appreciate everything you've done for APHA and, and helping us uh, promote our event and uh, at our world show and just uh, Pain Horse in general. So we appreciate it. And thank you for taking the time today. Oh, yeah. Love, love being on. I was looking forward to it.